0: But in this case, it wasn't so long, partner. Um, because we start with a flashback. Um, which, of course, looks 20 times better than... A hundred times. A thousand times better than anything that would have actually taken place when this was meant <laughs> to have occurred. Which I think is between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3, isn't it? I think is when it's set. Um, yeah, because Jesse's the time there. Line. Yeah. No, Just, between Toy yeah. Story 2 and 3. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Just, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. yeah. Jesse's there, Bo Peep is still
0: there. Obviously, this is the story of how... Um, right, uh, yes, right, right. Bo Peep is lost. Uh, uh, the lamp is being donated because, uh, obviously, Andy's sister no longer needs a nightlight. And, you know, she doesn't care about it. And we see, first of all, RC is stuck in the mud. And the animation is insane with the rain and the mud and everything else. And the rescue with Slinky Dog. And, you know, even like just the animation on the also window. Also the first time
2: we see Toy Story stuff at night, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the well because
2: every other one takes place during the day, doesn't
1: it? Oh no, there's they there's that there? stuff in the okay. first film. Yeah, they they uh, uh, they have to sneak out of the house at night. That's the whole. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But no, with this level
0: of detail. Um, no. It's, uh, it's yeah. Um, now, of course, once Bo Peep's been de- donated, she accepts her fate. Um, she's not like Woody. She doesn't desperately need to get back to her child. And you know, she just accepts that the kids moved on. And when Woody goes and
2: But she wants him to go Well with yeah, him. this
0: is it. She tempts him. She's like, Why don't you you know, toys get lost all the time. Um and we we obviously think that maybe Woody might go, but then of course we see Andy calling for Woody and looking for him and saying to his mom, as he seems to do in every film, I can't find Woody and I if I was if I was Laurie Metcalf at this point I'd be like, <laughs> Andy, worst. just bloody keep an eye on your toys for if you like this toy so much, how does he keep getting lost in practically every single film? Um <laughs> you know? Uh so yeah. Uh, actually that's a funny thing because really the toys are always <laughs>
1: moving around, so really they're gonna give him a complex and he's going to need major yes. therapy later in life because he's going to be constantly thinking like i know <laughs> i put it here why does everything that i put down move because we all think that at some point like i'm sure like, i put I my keys down
2: here and they're not there You think oh, i must have moved them but like it, it must be constantly happening yeah. to, you, you, uh, to you i
0: mean obviously if you lose your keys it's because they came to life because you imagined playing with them i don't know um in this in this universe everything is moving around outside of frame Seeing seeing Andy, of course, immediately makes Woody reconsider. For a moment, he was considering going with Bo Peep, um, and of course, voiced once more by Annie Potts, um, and probably the highest-grossing film she's been in as well, um, and of course you know woody makes ghost ghostbusters oh, maybe maybe, maybe just yeah, um yeah. and so of course uh you know she she leaves and woody strategically places himself on the tarmac which looks absolutely amazing <laughs> in, in the rain which again it's insane this shot is just like opening shot is insane of just woody lying on some like tarmac in the rain um and of course andy finds him and, and takes him back inside and we get ourselves a little montage um for people who you know haven't been around previously on toy story andy plays with you know his his toys you know and uh, he then passes them on to bonnie at the end of toy story 3 and we see at the end of this montage of course um that instead of andy written on on his foot we now have uh, bonnie um and Bonnie has a different play style to Andy. I think I discussed this in the previous films. Andy was always very much like, Woody is always the sheriff. Um, You know, uh, Buzz is always Buzz. Everybody else, they can be whatever, you know, like they're they're different. You know, they play different roles. But Andy was always the sheriff and was always the center of whatever story he was, you know, coming up with. Uh, Bonnie, uh, you know, because she's woke, obviously, and Disney is woke. Uh, they decide to promote Jesse to uh, Sheriff and she steals the badge off Woody um, and places it on Jesse and starts playing with Jesse and Bullseye. Can I
2: just say that if that was a pin all along, it's amazing he still has that. Uh, that. Uh... Yeah, I, I, well, I, this is,
0: like, I mean, again, I'm not going to consider the physics of how the badge has been staying on. But he hasn't, I mean, he hasn't lost his hat since last time, which is, again, that's a miraculous thing because... Um, you know, I'm sure Andy would have definitely lost that hat. I know there's many items, you know, that I had as toys where I lost various accessories um so yeah it's a surprise that th-
2: this came with a lightsaber and a blaster and I no longer have either. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. and and uh, yeah Sounds i'm surprised the <laughs> badge is there but this is used to promote jesse obviously because um you know feminism or something i don't know um i'm sure someone would have complained about that at the time um but obviously it just underlines the fact that woody is no longer being played with and i like that he's kind of just in the closet at the start he's in the closet like telling everybody what to do and then his wife from the green mile says Woody, uh, cut that out! <laughs> You're, like this is not your toy room. You're not in charge. Like stop instructing everybody on stuff to do. Um, you know, just sit back and just be a toy like the re- like everybody else. Um, and I I I I, mean, I, find, I kind of find it funny that like the story of like the end of the last film was like his Woody. He's the loyalist toy in the world. And then Bonnie's like, oh, that's nice. I I like his badge. I'll just um you know take that and, and put it on somebody else. Um, you know. nice story andy um i don't care i've got my own my own play style um that involves at least one james bond but yeah i mean i i i I like how quickly we're into like the theme of this which is he obviously being completely rejected by bonnie and you know the other toys make fun of the fact that he's got his first dust bunny uh, which again the animation on that dust bunny 20 times better than anything in any of the three films combined like it's The level of detail is insane Um, but yeah I don't know I I mean I kind of I love the opening with Bo and her kind of being lost um, and I like the kind of the new hierarchy in the playroom you know Dolly is obviously in charge of everything you know Woody again is kind of like trying to overstep his boundaries a little bit Um, and I don't know I just I like that this establishes very quickly that you know Bonnie is a completely different person in terms of the way that she's going to use her toys Um, and you know, again, like it's funny because like the most of this film kind of not really about her and (laughs) not really, not really about all that, but I like,
2: it's about Woody's inferiority complex. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I I like, I like that. They set it up that like, obviously Woody, even though he's not being played with, he still has concerns about Bonnie, even if his main concern is getting her to play with him. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) like it, it has good consequences in, in the sense that, you know, um, you, I mean, you know, it happens to all toys. Eventually, you kind of you gradually stop playing with certain toys. You, you know, you move on. I'm surprised that Andy was playing with Woody for as long as he was, if I'm honest. Like, you know, really, he feels like a maybe like, I don't know, by the time you get to like 9, 10, maybe you're like, you know, well, but you're into Buzz Lightyear more than Woody. Um, but, you know, Andy.
2: Clearly, this universe doesn't have video games.
0: Uh, I, I mean, it does have video games. <laughs>
2: Well, because Buzz is from well, all the video
1: games. Yeah, well, games but... He's from, well he's from Yeah, he's from a movie, yeah, but there's also a yeah, video Yeah, they play game in the beginning of Toy, Toy Story,
0: 2. Story Two. Uh that's how um uh, in Toy Story Three, that's how they bond, isn't it, T Rex and uh Christian oh, right, Shell. Yeah. My, my my <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I can't I can't <laughs> jump and fire at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So um, but of course, you know, with with, with all this going on, um, you know, we find out that it's the start of uh, orientation for kindergarten. Is this kindergarten in- orientation at the start? Um, yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. And we hear yeah. the dad say toys don't go to school, which feels kind of harsh because I'm sure in kindergarten, <laughs> many...
2: It seemed a little harsh. Yeah. They're
0: pretty... They are pretty okay. restrictive, yeah,
2: though. Yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, they can't be they, responsible. They don't want
1: or... you bringing... Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's really what it boils down to, is that, well, they don't want your kid playing in class. Um, and, I mean, I'll tell you, my son brought toys to school plenty of times, and we got plenty of notes from the teacher saying, his toy is confiscated, it's in the teacher's desk, we will uh, send it back uh, to you in our next teacher's meeting, or whatever it is. Because they don't want the kid playing with it in class, and they also... Uh, don't want it, the responsibility of it getting yeah. lost. So yeah, it's definitely and especially
0: considering that Woody is basically a collector's item, um who is literally worth like I don't know <laughs> twenty trillion yen or whatever it is, like as much as um <laughs> as much as Newman was going to make in the second film that you know basically bankrupted him when when they escaped. um Yeah, you wouldn't. Well,
2: as is Jesse and the horse. Dude. Yeah,
0: the whole set. Yeah, but. Yeah. But I don't the think she would set. take the whole... I mean, she might take Jessie to school, no. honest, if she had a choice at this point. But obviously, Woody sure. decides that it is his duty to follow Bonnie on this particular adventure, even though the father said toys don't go to school, and even though the rest of the toy room is like, Woody, toys don't go to school, Woody is like, I am going to school. Um, and in some ways... it's the
2: classic case of Woody doing the right thing for the wrong reasons.
0: Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. that is his character. And, yeah. and what, I, what I like about this is the whole kind of... The stuff with... Well, I, you know, it's kind of almost like a nice little short is when they get to the kindergarten and Bonnie is, um, you know, sitting alone and that kid steals all the supplies and then throws them in the bin. Like... Yeah, like... Again, I mean, I'm not quite sure why Bonnie is sitting alone. Like, she was very kind of interactive in the previous film with anybody who walked past. So, um, obviously, she's getting older. She's got a bit shyer. And... Uh, you know, Woody kind of grabs all the stuff out of the trash, p- plunks it on the table, quickly back gets back into the backpack, and we have the creation of Forky, um, voiced by Tony Hale. And, of course, the interesting thing about Forky is he is not a fork, he is a spork, and this is remarked upon even in the film. And I guess it's just, you know, kids call things things. So, like, you know, even though he's a spork, his name is Forky. Um, and, uh, like, for the first... 30 minutes of the film this is this is the plot um, it is that Forky himself cons- like it he considers himself to be trash and so he keeps trying to return himself to the
1: nearest trash can which speaks to the fact that this you know piece of plastic does have some sentience and a connection to it being thrown it away is. knowing that i am used and yes. then trashed like that's it's a strange...
2: It's creepy, screams, is what right? it is.
1: Because then it also <laughs> is it is it having that because the spork itself is the primary part of that because the uh, you know the uh, popsicle stick that it's used as feet the clay the pipe uh, the um, pipe cleaner the googly eyes like those are all things that are attached to it that don't imbue it with their sentience. So again, it speaks to the strange way that these things are are kind of created and what's decided to be the core element of this thing apparently it's yeah the spark.
0: um and on i guess that's where the head is so that's the brain makes sense the spark it makes complete sense um and of course you know obviously uh, on his feet he has the name bonnie uh written bon on one foot and knee on the other which you know is a nice touch and we get this kind of sequence where he keeps trying to throw himself in the trash and then the toys keep well woody keeps having to retrieve him and try and get through his head in the same way that he did with Buzz in the first film, that now he is a toy.
2: You are a
0: <laughs> toy yeah, You are no longer trash. Um and Tony Hale does some wonderful work throughout this. Um uh, you know, I did a whole podcast about every episode of Arrested Development, all the way through to the bitter end. Um and, you know, Tony Hale obviously was like a revelation on that, just like the entire character of Buster Bluth was hilarious. Um and I just I just kinda love how He, you know, he obviously keeps like every like just the animation of him constantly jumping off the bed trying to get into the trash can and being thrown straight back up by Woody so that, you know, Bonnie won't miss him. Um, I just I I just think that's kind of funny. But also this this does kind of um, show that, you know, children will do this. They will, uh, you know, they will get something that isn't a toy. They will play with it and they they will develop a connection to it. And, you know, if it goes missing or whatever, they, you know, they will look for it and they will try and find it.
2: It is the end of the world. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I th- I think this film does a really yeah. good, like, you know, the main kind of driver of this is Woody trying to get Forky back to Bonnie. And, you know, f- f- it makes sense to us because she does miss it so much. Even when the dad says, just make another one. She's like, no, like there's only one of him. And I think, you know, that's maybe what the, the like way this kind of works for me, at least, is The fact that it is a unique thing that she's made and that she, you know, she obviously wants, and, you know, like just making another one isn't really going to substitute for that particular uh, kind of thing. Um,
2: But even the part, like, because when when, uh, they first bring Forky home, he has like a one word or two word vocabulary. He starts with trash, trash, it's all about trash. And then he sort of develops a consciousness. As we get, you know, a few more minutes into the movie, he like says, you know, small sentences, like, you know, and then it's almost, it's almost like Woody's gotten a, adopted a toddler. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I put in my, I yeah, put in my notes, right, Woody right. babysits Forky. And that is, that is kind of what the.
2: Yeah. Like, don't put that in your mouth. Don't eat that. <laughs> don't put that down. You know, just constantly. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it was great He's like, when Forky's like, I've known Woody my whole life, two days. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, they play yeah. it really yeah. cute. It is, it it is great. And of course,
0: what you think is going to be the rest of the film, which is Woody convincing Forky he is no longer trash, he is a toy. Um, that ends pretty quickly because we're going on a road trip, uh, which will form the majority of the rest of the film. Welcome to the second act. We're going on a road trip and uh, Forky manages to escape <laughs> jumping out of the RV while it's moving. Woody knows where they're heading, uh, looking on the GPS, and so he decides to jump out as well and go and get him and says that he'll meet everybody at the at the RV park. Um, and during this time, this is where Woody explains to Forky, you know, his life. I do like as well that Forky is like, carry me. And he's like, no. And then, and then eventually, of course, he carries him. I also loved as well that, um, <laughs> you know, T-Rex is like, um, look at his arms when he sees Forky for the first time. Like that's the yeah, he's like just yeah, that's on. the thing that he's obsessed about his arms, and I just like that was like he's like he immediately went to that.
2: I think by the time by the time that uh, Woody's carrying Forky uh, near the end, I think my comment was uh, he ain't heavy, he's my
0: sink <laughs> Yeah, and I I like how he explains that you know because he's like you know he he likes being trash because it's warm and and and. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and he and Woody explains that's how Bonnie feels about Forky, and of course, instantly he's like, "Oh, well, then we've got to get back to Bonnie." Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
3: we've got to get
0: back to Bonnie. So straight away he's kind of motivated. Uh, which i think is good because quite frankly i don't think i could i could sit through 90 minutes of forky not understanding the concept of being It was at all. long
2: enough as it was like, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it was all um, we but of course in this time this is this is used as ammunition later because woody tells his story about andy and about bonnie to forky and obviously forky remembers that um and that will come into play a little bit later um, as they're getting closer to the RV, uh, Woody sees a lamp, which of course is Bo Peep's old lamp, um, and he decides that they've got to go into the shop. Although uh, I like at this point that Forky is the one who wants to get back to Bonnie, and that's the urgency. It's yeah. like and and now like Woody is the one who's distracted and not wanting to get you know kind of he's like yeah we'll go there in a bit, um, and probably my favourite thing in this entire film, aside from the wonderful animation, is Tony Hale just saying the words Bo. In lots of different ways. Yeah, because when be like, you're like, Bo, and like, bo bo, 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 Yeah, and he starts going, Bo, 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 Bo. Um, and I just, I don't, know, I don't know what Tony Hale was doing in that voice booth, but he was just having fun saying the word Bo in as many different possible ways. And even when he meets Bo later on, he instantly goes to a Bo, 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 like straight to her face. And it's, um, yeah. And this is where we've run into the villain question mark of the piece. Uh, which is Gabby Gabby as voiced by Christina Hendricks. Um, and I, I think it's interesting because obviously, you know, from previous films, we were immediately screaming at the screen, Woody, get out of there. This person has got like, you know, dummies that don't speak that look terrifying, <laughs> pushing her around in a pram. Like, this is clearly <laughs> Lotso all over again, or this is clearly Stinky Pete trying to, you know, screw back in the, the, the you know, the screw on the vent. Like, this like this is clearly a villain. What are you doing, Woody. Um, but I like that Christina Hendricks...
2: She's a villain who wants to... She, she's a villain who wants to harvest... His yes!
0: Brains. Well, what well, well, I mean, what I like about Christina Hendricks as Gabby <laughs> Gabby is obviously, you know, her story isn't that she's a villain, you know, it's that she, you know, she has the same desires as of all the other toys to be played with, and she's in this antique shop, and she has, you know, she has someone that she sees, like, I don't, every day? Every other day? I don't know what the frequency is of this kid visiting. Um... But she sees her often enough that she's kind of fixated on becoming a toy, you know, that gets played with by this kid. Um, and, you know, that is her goal. Um, and I do I do like that when, you know, Woody kind of, you know, is introduced. First of all, Forky is kind of giving the game away all the time. <laughs> He's constantly te- giving away details um, that he shouldn't, um, you know, which will obviously, you know, come into play later on. And, you know, Gabby is like kind of like, you know, how old are you? when were you made and then we get the line about oh your voice box is kind of like mine and you know
2: you think it's the same model
0: yeah and i you know obviously it's not like this is complicated motivations you know we know what she wants um but i i think it's kind of funny how you know immediately gabby is like oh this you know this is the solution to my problems is this voice box from this cowboy um but again, the animation—it looks incredible—and those like little dolls, the ventriloquist dolls that are pushing her around, are genuinely like terrifying. Like, and because they, are they...
2: terrifying in real life. Well, yeah, like, for... yeah. Because I remember in my improv area in the green room in the back, there was one that sat in a corner for like a long time, and like no one would go near it. And no matter where you were standing in the green room, it was <laughs> looking at you.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: and they don't speak yeah, which is even worse.
0: Things. Yes, I well again I think that's a, like that's a good choice that's been made which is um they do well there is, like somebody does kind of make voices for them but they're not like you know voices in the, they don't kind of speak they just kind of make some yeah, noises. The, the- um, i also like that that kind of um later on when they do finally kind of like get out of there forky like saying goodbye to benson and he goes he is terrifying and saying it in a way that like makes it sound like he has some affection for him but nope yeah. he just really finds all of those dolls extremely terrifying As um well yes um and you know and like after the discussion about the voice box box of course uh Woody manages to escape but he he leaves Forky behind um and we know that of course Woody is a man who is all about you know no toy left behind uh so he will go and rescue him we also have this weird little kind of uh, well the only thing they give to Buzz which is listening to his inner voice which obviously in Woody's case he means you know like your conscience or you know whatever it is that these you know toys that have been brought to life have as a kind of internal monologue and of course buzz is a simple man and he has no internal monologue he only has buttons on his chest he can press so when he wants to listen to his internal you know his own like internal monologue he just has to press the buttons on his chest that tell him stuff to do um and that is
2: is why is buzz so
0: stupid in this movie He's stupid in every in every single one of these films yeah, he resets not like to be stupid. Like he was at literally,
2: he he was just so just dumb. Like, <laughs> he has no clue what's going on. He has no clue what to well, do. He's yeah. just like wow.
1: It felt like a weird uh character decision to sh to, to add to Buzz this idea. I mean, I I I get the joke. You know, he's always the guy who has his external monologue, and so the idea of an internal monologue is foreign to him. You know, I mean I get it. But Um, It it was an odd direction to kind of take it as like a learning uh, kind of a character arc for Buzz to have in this particular film as he's trying to figure out how to start listening to his own internal voice. Because I would imagine you could go back through the previous three films and find moments in there where clearly the character of Buzz was likely listening to an internal monologue, uh, even though it's not spelled out. And so to have it kind of so blatantly used as as kind of this uh, this You know, I mean, it's it's kind of basically just a running gag of Buzz trying to figure out what to do and using the buttons on his chest to do so. I mean, it's it's an odd way to kind of go about it because I think Buzz has shown in previous films that he's he's pretty good at putting plans together. So
2: incompetent,
0: yeah. Although I will say this: in the previous film, he basically had nothing to do. They had to make him Spanish to make his character interesting. (laughs) And
2: yeah, I, I think his storyline has sort of yeah. run its course,
0: <laughs> yeah. And even in Toy Story 2, they had to introduce a second resetted Buzz that was doing the same dumb stuff the first Buzz did in the first yeah. film just to give him some kind of character arc, which finishes with him playing with Zerg, which is a funny moment. I, lo- I actually do think that's kind of hilarious when yeah. him and Zerg you think they're gonna fight and they end up playing like catch with each other, which is just like a whip. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice dreams, gag. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, rumor is apparently Tim Allen is not liked by the Pixar staff uh, because, you know, he's Tim Allen. <laughs> I shouldn't have to explain that to you. Um, uh, which is apparently where they were quite eager to have somebody else do the voice of Buzz Lightyear in a new film. And also, which is why his role was kind of reduced in the second, third and fourth films, like even more each time because basically they just, also I think they just didn't know what to do with the character. Like the character works as like a flashy new toy, but then once you've had this flashy new toy for like 10 years, what on earth are you doing with this toy? Like it's 14 I mean, once years. Once the since... gag
2: is gone as well that he thinks he's the Buzz Lightyear, like well, yeah. not a lot for him to do.
0: Yeah, that's why they had to reintroduce that in the second film. And then that's why they had to make him Spanish in the yeah. third film, because you have to keep resetting Buzz. Otherwise, he has nothing to do. And in this, they effectively reset him to being so dumb that he has to keep pressing the buttons on his chest. Yeah. Um, which, you know, uh, again... But, I, I mean, it also plays off the fact that he always does the narrating, doesn't he? Like, he's always talking in... Like, that's literally the first thing he did when he got out of the box, was open his yeah. thing Yeah, and start he does narrating. his
2: captain's log all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's also a joke exactly. in light,
2: yeah. Well,
1: but, I mean, that's... And that's, I mean, largely what they're going to have to do anyway. Like, writers are going to need to come up with some new element for a character in order to have that character do anything. Because, I mean, you look at Jesse in this yeah. film... She's pretty flat. Like all of the characters that we had hung out with so much yeah. have so little to do because we're so focused on Forky and uh, Ducky and Bunny and Gabby Gabby and Duke Kaboom. that were like those characters are just kind of supplemental things to have here to have, you know, brief little moments as needed. And so I can see Tim Allen saying, you know, I will I'm happy to come back, but I want to make sure that I'm. still given something to do and so well uh speaking
0: of Bo, she is in the park and uh woody first of all he kind of you know he gets he gets picked up by harmony um who is the the granddaughter of the owner of the shop i think um yeah yeah and so she sees she sees woody on the ground and that's how he escapes from the shop and gets away from um gabby gabby um and while he's in the park um, you know he as he's been on the he's being swung on the swing he just at, at the kind of apex of the swing he jumps off onto the onto the the frame of the swing uh, the girl goes off to put some sunscreen on and he quickly tries to escape um and he ends up coincidentally running into a skunk that is driven by Bobby. I love um, that skunk yeah oh, and the animation <laughs> on it insane like the animation on yeah. that skunk is just it's like so good um but yeah i mean this is i mean uh, this is obviously a huge coincidence um that kind of boggles the mind but you know every film gets one and okay Bo peeps in this little town i'll accept it um you know she happens to be in the park where he gets taken to that's fine i can live with that um uh, but yeah so we kind of get you know where she's been she's just been a lost toy Which is apparently a thing that now exists that people talk about. (laughs) Like the toys consider lost toys, you know, toys that have no child. Of course, having a child being the ultimate status, something that Woody constantly craves. Um, And you know, it's nice to have Bo back. um, You know, but really, she wasn't a toy. She was a nightlight that had like some sheep that, for some reason, was a kind of Cerberus triple-headed sheep. (laughs) So, but
2: now she's action Bo.
0: Yeah. (laughs) uh yeah she takes her dress off and she's got some like uh some juggers under there and she's uh you know she, basically she's kind of almost like what woody is in the toy room she's she's in charge of like all the toys in the park um this is of course where we meet combat carl played by carl weathers um you know throw in some yes. it's a return of combat carl because we met him. yes in, uh, one yeah of the shorts. but this is his big screen debut
2: there was also one blown up by sid too like oh it's a combat carl <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. right we never get to hear um, him speak but yes
2: i do like the third yeah. like the one in the white suit who always tries to high five <laughs> everyone and never does
0: <laughs> finally did you see the very very end? No. Yeah.
2: Oh, really but
0: them. um of course carl weathers uh, found his fame on arrested development telling nobody how you make a stew um and you know obviously also in a lot of 80s action things famous for that meme where he
1: Yeah, i don't know if you'd say he found his fame in,
0: <laughs> in that. But... i was joking obviously i knew he was famous before that but you know from my point of view doing podcasts about arrested development and now this sure, sure, sure. you know that's the last time i would have seen him doing anything was in arrested development um where of course he played an extreme cheapskate actor um uh, obviously in, in real life apparently a very nice guy Everybody loves Carl Weathers. And why wouldn't you? He seems like a great guy. Um, the, it, his part in this is tiny. Come back, Carl. They kind of run in and then they run back out. Um, and, <laughs> and that's
1: pretty much well, it. What's, what's, what's fun about that is, is it is actually three of them. And it's fun because it's like... I mean, that's what you have with those characters where it's like, you know, here's this version and now here's this version in the snowsuit. And now here's the, like, you know, it's (laughs) like the Batman characters or something. And so it was fun to actually have three of them all voiced by Carl Weathers kind of, you know, working in sync. That was fun.
0: Yeah. Um, But, you know, we find find out what the deal is, which is, you know, Bo's happy not having a kid. Um, She has a sidekick, which is like a tiny, like, Polly Pocket type thing. Uh, Giggle McDimples. Again, the animation on Giggle coming down from her bed and then driving around in a car. And, yeah, I'll be right
2: back.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, it's insane. Like, it's just like a tiny little animated uh, Polly Pocket type thing.
2: And she's Officer Giggle McDimple. Well, yeah, this McDimple. is, a, of
0: course, <laughs> she, see, she sees she sees the badge on uh, on Woody's chest and immediately kind of, uh, you know, recognizes a fellow lawman.
2: Um, she puts on little tiny shades.
0: Yeah, it's just, which in, in a Polly Pocket, those shades, I mean lost on day one yeah. like there's no way you'd be able to keep that yeah. mean well it was yeah. great they were like
1: painted on shades which was kind of funny so it wasn't yeah. like it made you wonder well, like, like how does a kid actually
0: like that couldn't be a thing yeah because
2: <laughs> yeah. she would just like like nod her head and like suddenly she'd be wearing shades yeah. <laughs> she would always
0: make like the the gesture as if she's putting them on but she wouldn't ever actually put them on like her arm right. would just go in that direction which i thought was a nice little touch because yeah. like, obviously as a toy um She's one of the few toys with limited mobility. Like, in the way she walks, she, like, kind of bounces around because she's so tiny. Um, But, yeah, we find out that Giggles, you know, has never been told by Bo Peep that she once had a child. And so, you know, there's a bit of discussion about that. Um, And then, of course, we find out that Woody doesn't remember the name of the sheep. Uh, because who would remember the name of like three toy sheeps that were
1: lost well it you know? sounds like she had never even told him no because like, when she says billy Go and gruff she's
0: like oh they had names yeah so it was, it was a bit yeah, of a surprise at the yeah, yeah I, well yeah so it's yeah so it's kind of but you know so why get why do they get angry at woody i don't know people just like to get angry at Woody as well <laughs> that's that's a common theme of toy story everybody's always getting angry at woody uh just for living his life and you know being being his truth well, I, what I like was like kind of the backstory of why Bo-Peep was there, you know, obviously, you know, Molly had trouble sleeping, you know, she wouldn't go to sleep until she had a nightlight and that nightlight was Bo-Peep and, you know, uh, I it, it kind of explains why Bo-Peep was around because it's not really a toy, it's just a nightlight. <laughs> so, you know, I like What
1: well, and a ceramic like with ceramic well, figurines. Yeah. I mean, that's something that's like I mean, why would you trust that to like a 2 year old? Yeah, you know,
0: but right. yeah, so but I I do like that... You know, they kind of add to the backstory of why Bo was even there. Of course, she's in the first film because Woody needs a love interest. And, yeah. you know, uh, so makes makes kind of sense from that point of view. Uh, we find out that Gabby is obsessed with Harmony uh, because there's a book uh, which has a ginger kid with a fringe and it looks a little bit like Harmony and obviously gabby gabby imagines herself um you know doing like tea parties with her while she's in the shop and you know i like i like that uh, you know forky like isn't really in danger and he's just talking with gabby (laughs) just kind of like when she kind of goes to pick up the cup he's like you know put your pinky out and you know it's a little bit higher and
2: yeah, because he's not, because not, you're used to like, you know, the, the person who's being captured being tied up and threatened and, yeah. you know, all this kind of thing. He's just, he's just saying. Like, they do like,
0: have a humorous thing where like Benson appears to be torturing him and then he pulls away and he goes, oh, that's a lot better. And then obviously he's just like got his pipe cleaner straightened a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's like <laughs> yeah.
2: tightened, to, like tightened him around <laughs> yeah. him. And, so
0: I, yeah. I like that gag. Like the Benson, it looked like he was torturing him, but he's not, you know, he's getting on perfectly fine with Gabby. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously.
2: I mean, Forky's just there as bait, anyway. Well, yeah, and
0: and yeah, there's no exactly. reason for her yeah. to harm him. You know, what's he? You know, he's just a spork yeah. with some.
2: He doesn't have information that she needs. You know, it's just like he's like you're here because you will bring that toy back to me. Well, he
0: does it. have information because obviously he gives Woody's life story uh, to Gabby, right. which you know she will use to manipulate Woody later on. Um, so, you know, unknowingly he's giving her information, but he's just chatting. And I think it works with Tony Hale and, and Christina Hendricks. They just both, like, the way, like, uh, together, they just kind of just, uh, like, chat to each other and just, you know, not, they're not really thinking about the situation that they're in of, you know, somebody kidnapping someone. It's just like, yeah, yeah we're just hanging out, um, you know, waiting for Harmony to fall in love with Gabby and have her as a toy. Um, but Again, pressing buttons on his chest, he ends up um, on the floor, and he's picked up by Bill Hader, who I don't know that this this Carney really says anything in the film. <laughs> he just uh, he just yeah, like has a couple. I think of he grunts. only
1: says something right there about yeah. like oh, it's a buzz, and that's kind of it, right? But
0: well, no, he says
2: red. Yeah. doesn't he say yeah. red <laughs> when he goes out of the porta potty? And he like he he
0: does him. do a bit of barking where he's like trying to get people to come to his thing, but again, he's just saying the words Buzz Lightyear, so. Uh, but, yeah, he puts Buzz on his wall, and Buzz keeps pressing his chest to listen to his internal monologue. And this is where we meet uh, Key and Peel as Ducky and Bunny. Uh, probably the highlight of the film, I would say. The introduction, just this kind of, like, the way, the way that they're very, it's, like, so very aggressive. And yet they're obviously two, like, fluffy toys and i just like the kind of the you know the it's i would say it's it's just great casting obviously i love Keen peel love the love the show my favorite sketches were always the ones where they had all the names of all the football players um you know and they just had like really weird names uh, including one where um where uh, jordan Peel has got like uh you know like uh sideburns and he just says the words benedict cumberbatch um and it's just a perfect (laughs) it's a perfect sketch Their show was wonderful, you know, always inventive and funny, Uh, you know, at at this point in time, you know, tons of memes, including the one of, um, you know, Jordan Peele just sweating tons of water down his face. Um, But in this, just like these, like obviously Ducky and Bunny are just two fluffy toys and yet they seem to think they can like bully people and fight and like there's like they really have kind of. You know, delusions of grandeur, but I like how they're immediately, like, getting angry at Buzz for taking, like, the main spot. Um, and of course Buzz unwittingly escapes by trapping, um, Ducky's feet in his helmet. And then they, they kind of pull him up out of the zip tie that's on the wall. And then, you know, as he escapes, they escape with him. But not, not deliberately, they're just trying to, like, go and get him. I don't know where they're going to get him, because if they want to be, like, the main prize, wouldn't they be happy that Buzz Lightyear's gone? Like, you know.
2: Well, I think they want to be the main prize so that they can get a child. Well, yeah, yeah. And if if Buzz if Buzz is the promise of a child as well, then like if he's a sure thing, well, we'll go with him then because we can't wait for the children to play this game because the game's stupid. Yeah,
0: but I I, mean, I I I think really they would have gone back onto their wall, but obviously they're key and peel and they're in this for the rest of the film, um, and.
2: Well, they do go back on their wall eventually, though. Yeah to help uh help free. Yeah, the well the,
0: yeah, this is well yeah, at the end they 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 scheme uh against the the you know the the kind of the the rigged um, games of the carnival. But yeah, you know, they escape uh they, I, I, Buzz presses a button and it says look to the skies and as he does he sees Woody and Bo <laughs> coming over the top. And I I mean, I don't know, it's it's like kind of almost like a, like a, a farce like the way that Buzz keeps accidentally doing the right thing just by pressing these buttons um but yeah they you know they end up on top of the the carousel and it's kind of like again the level of detail of all these rides is insane it's it's so good um and you know they want to get to secondhand antiques and obviously the easiest route is to just bounce on all the different awnings and to get over there um which i i i've got to admire the fact that they didn't turn this into like you know uh like a, a a long journey like it's literally oh it's over there let's just bounce and get over there in like 30 seconds so we did appreciate that they managed to kind of get to that pretty quickly. Um and obviously, you know, Bo her her lamp was in the window because obviously she used to be in second-hand antiques. So she knows, you know, like what's going on in there and how to get around and you know, she's got she's got the inside scoop. Um and of course, uh, the other story, um uh you know, uh Forky is lost, Bonnie wants to find him and the rest of the toys uh, keep coming up with plans to delay the leaving of the RV, <laughs> which frustrates, you know, Bonnie's dad a lot. Uh, the first thing they do is Jessie, like, jumps out and she uh, lets down one of the tires, which means the dad has got to change it.
2: I do like when the mother says. Okay, dad's going to use some work. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: us
1: yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah cover your ears. Let's yeah,
0: Jay Hernandez is the voice of, um, of Bonnie's dad. Uh, and Laurie Allen is Bonnie's mom. I I I don't know why they never gave them names, but then again, they never gave Andy's mom a name. She's just Andy's mother.
2: No, because they're always referred to as mom yeah. and
0: dad. It's, so, it's um, the peanut, peanut parents thing. Yeah.
2: Uh, the only time you would ever see it is if, you know, like... Uh, um, they actually do get arrested near the end, and they have to give up their uh, their names and their numbers and their their mugshots. I think I think
0: that's even a step Toy Story could not have taken to actually have the dad arrested. Yeah. I like how that that is immediately, yeah. um, uh, like Jeff Garland. What's his character name in this thing? He's the Buttercup. Oh, the
2: the uh, what do you call the yeah unicorn. Buttercup. His like yeah. his first plan like,
0: is let's get dad arrested. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. let's get dad in yeah. jail. <laughs>
0: um, but you know, I I I think that's quite funny. Um, Inside the shop, uh, Ducky and Bunny have some ideas as to how they will get the key and how they'll escape. And, like, they involve a lot of, like, them, like, attacking people and jumping on them. And obviously, (laughs) you know, yeah, they they have to be told that's that's not realistic. They're not going to be able to do that. They can't just, like, attack an old woman um, who I...
2: Because she would see you move. Well, if that, that is that
0: that yeah that. But also like I don't think two plush toys have the power to overpower even a, an old woman. Um, so <laughs> as much as the physics in this film and and the previous ones are all over the place, I don't think the toys would have enough to take down somebody like that. So certainly not two plush nor toys. nor do they have laser beams in their eyes? Mm, well, <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. As far as the Duke Kaboom is concerned. Um, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, speaking of Duke Kaboom this is where we get to meet him there is a club that goes on in secondhand uh antiques
2: the toy story cantina yeah. um uh,
0: which again like we said there's a there's a cat in this film which is you know probably which is really well animated if anything disney should have just done cats um uh, with animatronic you know animated cats rather than cats being what it was um and so <laughs> which was an abomination of course uh, which came out at the end yes. of the year that this film came out um, but yeah so the, you know there's a cat that guards stuff there's a key they've got to get again you know they're discussing the plans on how they'll get that well how they get it is actually probably the funniest gag in the entire of this film um but we find out that duke kaboom as played by keanu reeves is a canadian even evil evil, and much like the pride of much Canada. like the evil Knievel toys, he could not jump more than a few centimetres. <laughs> so <laughs> so he disappointed his his childhood owner, um, who were, you know was, was disappointed to find out that he would not jump like in the adverts. And of course Ke- I love Keanu Reeves' line reading of it was an advertisement, like you know, he's he's annoyed it's not yeah, real. He's he's annoyed that the ad oversold his abilities as a toy, basically. <laughs> um and that he was not able to deliver. Um, although of course throughout the rest yeah. of the film he does deliver, which I think is a nice redemption arc for Duke Kaboom. Um because
2: they keep telling him like no one can crash like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What I like here as well is he says it was his worst boxing day ever, which is a nice nod to the fact yeah. that obviously Canadians it was great. and other civilized people
2: We, we celebrate, celebrate boxing,
0: boxing day. day. Yeah. So I I kinda I kinda like that as a little nod. Um although it's weird that the kid was opening a present a day late, like it isn't Boxing Day because that's when you open boxes. Like it's I don't know. It's I thought it was a weird little thing. Um but they have they have a plan. Uh, they need to get the sheep back, they need to get Forky back. Um but of course Woody sees Bonnie in the antique shop and disregards anything that he's been discussing with Bo Peep and just runs out immediately. Um and, you know, he he sends Juke Kaboom flying uh, I mean, I should say as well, when Duke Kaboom's being convinced. Uh, to take part in this jump. He gets very, very sad uh, after recounting his story, but he also keeps doing poses, um, which is my favourite thing, because there's... His poses on the motorcycle
2: are just great. Especially when he's looking up through his split legs. Because when he does the poses, (laughs) they
0: they drop some frames, so he instantly goes from being in one pose to the next. Yeah, he's like... Yeah, so it's just (laughs) such a wonderful... Yeah, so he, he makes the jump,
2: I think I would I would I would argue that this is Keanu Reeves greatest role ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a
1: bold statement,
0: but it's (laughs) not far from the truth. (laughs) I mean, I I mean, I said the performance is at least on a par with uh, Bill and Ted's two, Um, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird because Keanu Reeves has made three trilogies in his life, um, which, you know and The Matrix and John Wick you know John Wick 4 is coming out later this year so obviously those have been extended to 4 um, so I'm hoping we'll see Bill and Ted's 4 I at mean, some point in the future and then he'll have
2: I love Keanu Reeves everyone I think does he is a glorious a glorious human being and a puppy of a man but acting is not his forte <laughs> oh, but
0: he's
1: got so many good movies though
2: <laughs> he does and i don't know how he does it but he does and
0: voice acting is probably i mean you know this is a really like out of everybody that's here because obviously a lot of these voices are you know here for their star value and i think keanu reeves does a really good job of kind of embodying this extremely fragile kind of like you know unconvinced stuntman who still wants to kind of you know perform um
2: yeah, because when he's making that first jump over to the cabinet and he thinks of Régin and you know, like <laughs> as there's going down the runway and his his head, his helmet just goes clunk onto the handlebars and then Woody has to like haul yeah. him back up again. He's so sad.
0: Um, yeah, so Duke makes the crash uh, or the jump, um, but then uh, we get, you know, the plan goes awry and we end up with Woody riding the cat. Um, and everybody <laughs> kind of chasing after Woody. I
2: think we can all agree that like it was Chekhov's cat that someone was yeah. gonna ride that cat before the end <laughs> of the movie.
0: Yeah, um, and uh, obviously you know the plan falls apart. Everybody gets hit with stuff. Um, you know things things fall apart completely, um, and eventually like everybody gets you know outside. The cat coughs up, um, uh, giggle McDimples. Giggle. Uh, yeah, She'd been swallowed. <laughs> horrifying. And what I like as well is that brief the things that giggle has The brief <laughs> moment where Ducky and Bunny where there's like a bit of fluff on the ground and Ducky's like, "Oh no, no, no." <laughs> and he's like thinks things that Bunny's died and then as he moves like we find out that Bunny was like under a bucket <laughs> and um and everybody in this situation comforting each other because they're all Battle's Guard says, "Uh it's going to be okay." Um and then Woody's kind of fervent determinism to kind of get back out there and get Forky uh, basically drives everyone away because you know they're all like woody you're insane stop trying to make everybody try and rescue a spork for the kid. sake of a kid try,
2: stop trying to get us all killed
0: well, yeah and let's probably like this as well
2: for a spork
0: nobody else has met this kid this isn't bo peep's kid you know this isn't isn't yeah. you know uh ducky and and bunny's kid like you know this is but buzz has well buzz yeah there but point. he's there barely doing anything um yeah, and he's yeah a moron. but like, like, <laughs> like the Like nobody else has any investment in this other really than Woody. Even Buzz is like, just you know, leave the spork behind. Yeah, Give up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, She'll get like, over like you like so. never did for me. Like he <laughs> went, and, you know, recovered, you know, um, Buzz a couple of times. So Buzz should really be more grateful about this. Um, but yeah,
2: yeah. But I think I think even Buzz is like we've reached a point where this is this is not going to work, and we're going to lose our kid if we don't. Yeah. Win.
0: Um and he's and he's correct, you know. Um every, everybody kind of leaves but then we see Gabby and her frightening dolls appear and you know, she kind of makes a deal. She's like you know, she kind of she gives her story and you know, she just wants to be loved by a kid the same way that he was loved by Andy. Well,
2: this is also where she reveals that she was defective out of the yeah, box. Yes,
1: and that's I think an an interesting point that they develop here is that yeah. this was a toy who started broken. Like right out of the gate and never, never even got a chance to be loved. Yeah. Which is, which is new in this world because every, I mean, you know, uh, so far all the toys that we've really met have, have had their, their kid and have had that love. And this is the first one who never even got that, but is just really, uh, really pining for it.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know, she kind of makes a deal. Like, she's like, can I have your voice box? I'll give you back Forky, you know? And I think at this point Woody's like, yeah, sure. Everybody hates me. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you know, um but what I, what I find is interesting is that, you know, in the rest of the story, obviously Bo and Bonnie both separately um head back to the antique shop um to try and rescue Woody um or Forky, um as it is. Uh, and I like that the the toys kind of um you know, they play, they keep playing tricks. And, you know, I, what I, I, fi- I find it hilarious when Buzz just keeps pressing his chest, trying to find it. And the mom is like, how do you turn this toy up? And, and I like that they timed it so that every time the mom looked away, his hand just quickly pressed his chest and then it went yeah. back straight to where it was meant to be. So, like, yeah. I I mean, they were pushing the boundaries of, of like, kind of the humans seeing the toys alive in this film. They really got pushing it to the limit um but yeah so you know basically gabby gets her voice working again um you know everybody's heading back to the antique shop woody is heading back to try and find the rv um and we then see of course as as you know woody is about to jump back into the backpack and be picked up by bonnie um you know we see harmony pick up gabby because gabby does what you know all these toys do and makes a noise so she pulls her own pull string very quickly and you know The owner of the shop, her grandmother, is like, "Oh, you can take that home if you want," and she's literally just like, "Nah," and just dumps it in the bin. (laughs) Um, Which you know, it was
1: like straight out of Andy's nightmare in Toy
0: Story (laughs) Two. Bye, Woody, it's broken. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) instantly rejected after one pull of the pull string. Um, You know, Harmony leaves, and we see that Woody obviously, you know, he he can't he can't see this happen and just let it, you know, just leave it behind. So, um, you know, Forky and Woody jump back into the backpack. Bonnie comes into the shop, she finds the backpack because, of course, um Buzz Lightyear very quickly went, Your backpack is in the the antique shop, <laughs> just) to- <laughs> again breaking the rules of like what adults and kids are meant to be able to know about these toys Buzz like out of all his plans he was like she'll realize she's missing the backpack and of course she didn't realize it's on his own so Buzz pushes her in that direction um, and of course you know uh, like Woody very quickly is like you know meet me at the carousel and I like the the fact he describes it to Forky and he doesn't call it a carousel he, he calls it something different and then For- I mean, yeah and he's grand. like with the things that go up in- and he's like oh the carousel <laughs> which I I like how quickly Oh, Forky <laughs> has kind of got ahead of of Woody on this, um, and they, uh, you know, obviously Bo arrives and they escape with um, uh, with Gabby. You know that they, they kind of convince her. They're like, "Look, you know, we can we can take you to Bonnie. Bonnie could be your kid." And she's like, "Well, what if she isn't?" It's like, "Well, you know, then we'll find you another kid. Like, it, there's tons of kids out there. Like, this world has literally got like a billion kids on it. There. Like, there's no shortage of kids that will play with stuff. Like, you you know, don't don't set your heart on some ginger with a fringe." So. Um, you know they 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 run out with the uh, with the, the the skunk, which of course is handy because all the people move away from the skunk when they see it. That's yeah. the, that's the power of the disguise. Yeah, what do he
2: asked at the beginning is like, "Why a skunk?" And everyone you see the sweet parts of people, and it's like, "Oh, yeah." No, yeah.
0: And then also behind them is uh, the pram, which has uh, you know a Gabby in, and is being pushed very fast by Benson. Of course, as it as it kind of tips over, um, Gabby escapes, and then a woman picks up the the pram and she sees benson in, and she screams at the top of her lungs <laughs> at this terrifying doll um yeah and uh we you know we 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 see that the toys in the rv because the rv has already driven off now that they've got the backpack um you know they decide to overpower the gps and they they kind of keep giving directions i
2: totally want this voice (laughs) as my google maps i want it to yell at me if i take a wrong turn i want it to be
1: talk to you very quickly i like
0: how it's being conveyed as well like you have on the roof buzz telling the direction to mrs potato head who then tells it to trixie who then pretends to be the gps um and even when the dad tries to resist she's like no no turn (laughs) she keeps yelling at him right now yeah um so but again
2: the direction is not like turn right in 300 meters or whatever <laughs> it's like another right yeah. uh
0: i like as well that when that fails um you know um buttercup jumps straight in and just pulls <laughs> pulls the accelerator down and he the, the dad tries to fight back with the brakes so this RV is just halting yeah. along it's like, <laughs> yeah um <laughs> And, of course, the RV eventually arrives in the fairground near the car- the carousel. um Police in town. Well, yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> th- of course, the, the payoff to that is that Buttercup is happy that the dad is going to be going to jail. Um, he's not going to be going to jail, of course. Uh, but I do like the kind of deadpan from the cop who's like, you know, get out. And he's like, I can't. It's a rental. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> which is not an excuse, but still. Uh, but, yeah, and, of course, at this point, we get another jump from... from, from um, uh, from Duke Kaboom. Now, the the I think the funniest thing about this second jump is like, the first time he was obviously very nervous because he didn't think he could do it, and then this second time he almost does like the buzz thing of like you know jumping and 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 kind of flying except it's just falling in style this time he does a jump he, he's like i could do this blindfold and everyone's like no and then he just goes straight away he's like yeah oh, with, the, with the bunting and he makes it and I, what i love about that is like that is kind of like the redemption arc for juke kaboom of like him being this kind of wreck who you know couldn't do anything and i like that as he makes this jump with this uh, bunting behind him that he decides that this is the time to start doing some poses and i like that when he does the poses literally everyone's like what is he doing um <laughs> uh, but yeah it's great and he, he, he like smacks off the light as he goes through the hole as well so he like breaks a little bulb
2: oh yeah I, 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 off, yeah. Like, yeah. I actually. but I
0: like that when he lands he's just like kaboom <laughs> uh, yeah so I I mean I don't know I, 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 love, I love the use of that character as well um, of course uh, the toys have, have you know hijacked the RV so they're going to push the awning out but it, as all the toys are heading towards the RV uh, running across the roof of course nobody noticing them um, Gabby sees this kid in, you know, kind of um, in this kind of dark corner of this carnival, which doesn't seem like a safe place for a child. But um, you know, she seems lost, and obviously Gabby notices her, and you know, without much discussion, it's kind of obvious that you know she needs to help this child. Um, and I thought this was like a great kind of end to this arc, um, and it made me cry a little bit, like when she's, um, you know, she goes down there, and, and you know, she's nervous. And they kind of push her out into the, into the light just like, a little bit. Edge your, your way yeah. into the light. Edge your and way it was,
2: the light. And then she just kind of Yeah, it. it.
0: was. Well, again, like, it looks like they kind of dropped a few frames, so she instantly sat. Um, and yeah, no, it was yeah. just a great, like, little moment where this kid is lost. And obviously the kid rescuing the doll as the doll is rescuing her, which is just a wonderful moment. Um, yeah. And of course, her parents weren't that far away because <laughs> they instantly find her. Um, but still, it's you know it, it it like shows that Gabby, you know, she was never a villain. She was just somebody who was broken and just needed um, some help. And obviously, Woody kind of sacrificing his voice uh, to help her. You know, it, it's probably one of my favorite things in the film is just like you know this moment where the kid says to her mom, "Look, I found this doll." You know, like as if the doll was lost and she wasn't. Um, right. You know, and it's you know it's, it's one of those things that Pixar are really good, good at doing. Um, and of course, we then get uh buzz saying that she will be okay and obviously we're thinking he's talking about bo but no he's talking about the kid and you know she'll be okay because she doesn't really care about woody anymore (laughs) you know it's
2: not a great sacrifice because she's just sitting in the closet (laughs) but i
0: I still you know there's probably going to be a point and you know maybe not the next kind of week or so but she's going to get home and she's going to realize woody's missing but still it feels like she'll be able to move on you know, because she's got everybody else. She's got tons of toys. This kid literally has so many toys; it's ridiculous. And she also has three collector's items. <laughs> um, she
2: also has the power to make Frankenstein toys. Yeah, apparently. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Let's not let's say that quite. Yeah, <laughs> let's will. not quite get to that part. Yeah, but yeah, she she does have that power. But uh, we get a nice little goodbye from all the toys that we've known over the years as they say goodbye to Woody and of course um, Buzz and Woody. Uh, they complete each other's sandwiches. Uh, as of course he says to infinity and Woody says and beyond. Um, yeah. um, Woody is going to be a carny toy. Apparently he's just going to go on the road with the carnival. Um, and with with all the. Other, in fact, I was kind of disappointed that Ducky and Bunny didn't just go with Bonnie because they wanted a kid. So I'm not quite sure why they went. But yeah, you know, uh, they have fun when they're.
2: Maybe they decided they like the adventure. Yeah. They've
0: got active imaginations. Yeah. Um, but we find out what their plans are anyway in a bit because obviously the toys all go and we find out where the toys are in the end credits uh, because, you know, Woody and his crew have moved on to a new town and Ducky and Bunny have come up with this plan so that none... What I like is they talk to these frogs and they're like... Um you know cuz the frogs are like sad that this this other frog has been won and they're like hey do you want to get out of here? And it's like we could we can you know make this happen for you. Um and
2: I I like how he calls one of them Jeremiah. Yeah, oh no that's yeah, great. Right, yeah, that's
0: right I, like, right. I yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's that's my favorite thing is just them like talking to a frog and just saying hey Jeremiah. Um and yeah, hey, they Jeremiah. fix it so that basically every kid wins a toy and Bill Hader is fast asleep uh, at at the at, so he doesn't mm-hmm. even know what's happening. Um and basically, you have this long line of kids all getting the toys, and that you know that is apparently their current mission is to, you know, get the toys. And in fact, when Ducky and Bunny explain what they're going to do, which involves becoming gigantic monsters with laser eyes, um, you know, Bo Peep is just like, "Well, how about we just help some kids get some toys, like, or help some toys get some kids, like, <laughs> you know, like let's not do that." And that, of course, is where Duke Kaboom is like, "Do you really have laser eyes?" And weirdly, the final line of the Toy Story franchise is them going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get the kind of uh, Bonnie coming back home from... And, and she goes, hi, toys, buy toys. She just literally drops her backpack in. I don't know where she's going because that's her bedroom. So, but, you know, maybe she's going to get clean or whatever. Um, and so, but, but apparently she has been at present and explain, which is... Which is... Show and tell. his <laughs> way of saying show and tell. And this is where we find out her her power to make um toys at will this is the final line sorry is 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 this new toy saying trash and forky falling in love and and kind of saying that she knows she's a toy now and she's just like trash (laughs) uh yeah so apparently when bonnie makes toys and they come to life they only think of themselves as trash if they were trash and they try to kind of it's hard to convince them otherwise um but yeah i just i I just enjoyed that that, that's kind of how we end we end with like bonnie being able to basically at will make anything come alive when she's not in the room
2: that's her superpower
0: um (laughs) and you know that is effectively where the franchise finishes uh until of course lightyear comes out and then it's a prequel and then i don't know things get complicated for people but yeah i mean (laughs) I, i don't know i mean i've i've I I I mean, I would guess Norm, I would be like, yeah, this is going to be an easy judgment from everybody. But I, I feel like there's going to be some some dissent here. Um, but I'll go for the man who, um, you know, obviously was named in the franchise, uh, you know, T-Hanks <laughs> or no T-Hanks, Andy. Well,
1: you know, I'll tell you when the first movie came out, I was actually working at Walt Disney World. And so it was Toy Story everywhere. And everyone that I worked with was constantly... What's important is that we're here for Andy when we need him. I I was constantly being referenced with lines from the Toy Story movies. So I I it's very much very much a part of me. This movie I um I actually I, I didn't feel it was necessary at all, but I ended up really liking it. I connected with the characters and actually I thought, you know, for a film where uh, for that first trilogy which was kind of like uh moving on past Andy, this was really like woody acknowledging like there can be a space for you without a kid and and i ended up enjoying the journey that he has here reconnecting with Bo and so it's it's definitely a a a t hanks i i ended up really uh finding it um not essential but still just as good and so i i I do really enjoy this one
0: yeah apparently in the parks there was a time where you could say andy's come in and anybody dressed in toy story stuff would have to fall to the floor Yeah, I know. Susan's laughing at that. But then...
2: That just sounds messy.
0: (laughs) Well, apparently it was a pain because, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. Disney employees have to follow what people are telling them to do. So... You know, pe- kids would say it, and obviously they'd all be dropping to the floor, and they'd be damaging their suits, and they'd be hurting themselves. So when yeah. when Toy Story three came out, people would say Andy's come in, and they would say, "No, he's gone to college," and that's <laughs> and then they would move on. So, <laughs> We've got an
2: out. Thank yeah. you. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> and when they first had the parade, you know, because
1: I mean, it was Toy Story. I'm sure you talked about this. It was not um, expected to be as big of a hit as it was, and so they frantically put a Toy Story parade together because it was so popular. And the parade, like they didn't have uh, or they, they made the Green Army guys, but they had them in like these big plastic pieces on the bottoms of their feet. So they looked like the army, you know, the piece the plastic pieces, but the people could barely move around. In those pieces, So <laughs> it was it was a rush
0: job, but it was it was fun. I'm afraid to kind of the see laws of physics
2: apply, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, for ni- for 1995, Disney's big film was Pocahontas. It wasn't. Toy Story. That's no, they what, yeah. weren't
1: expe- exactly they were just not expecting this to yeah. be what it became.
0: Yeah, so uh, but then Susan, I feel like this might be where the controversy comes in on T-Hanks or no T-Hanks on Toy Story 4?
2: I am, uh, despite this movie being absolutely beautiful to look at I am a no T-Hanks <laughs> um, I, I think too many of the toys are psychotic um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how to verbalize it. It's just. It was dark. Like Andy, you have kids. I don't have kids. Did your kids enjoy this movie? Yeah,
1: they do. They uh, okay. weirdly, my son, his favorite is now Lightyear of the entire. Okay, franchise, I haven't seen Lightyear yet. I I think is a mistake on his part. <laughs> so it's and he since but hey, disowned, you know, he's since been disowned. He's you know he's young. He enjoys these <laughs> things. But um, I yeah they they absolutely uh, okay. did enjoy the because film. I, I, was... I think if anything, they found the third one. Darker and more challenging. Well, yeah. I find I
2: found is uh, it Lotso? Is that his name? The bear. Yeah. Uh, I found his motivi- motivations less clear in uh, in Toy Story three. I think he just was a bad guy for just to be a bad guy, kind of almost at times.
0: He was abandoned. Um, his I know, his but little still, girl. His little just, girl was, replaced he, him he with an identical more... Lotso literally yeah. the next day.
2: Yeah, but I think he was more mustache twirly than 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 Gabby is. Um, but I just think. <sighs> I don't know it's just, just disturbing to me like you know how damaged these toys are by children and and frankenstein <laughs> toys and I, I spent i was watching it with my, my best friend who was visiting me and um, we we're both like do kids enjoy this movie because you know what like with toy story there's always and other pixar films as well a lot of animated films there's always like the kids layer and the adult layer yeah. where it's like this is the stuff the kids enjoy this is the stuff like the humor for the, the adults that the kids just won't get and I, I do feel there was quite a distinct a layering process in this movie it just seemed dark and, and not dark tonal, like, like dark, dark tonally, not dark to look at because it was just absolutely beautiful to look at but yeah, yeah. it was just bananas to me
0: i think <laughs> I, 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 I i think it's just the I, acknowledgement that basically tom hanks himself is like you know getting old and you just can't help but put that into the film of like we you know what's gonna happen with a woody doll which at this point is like i think slightly older than tom hanks <laughs> like by a few years like he's from like the 50s so he's like almost 70 years yeah. old by the time this film comes out yeah and you know but
2: as we were saying earlier like i think toy story 3 wrapped it up beautifully that was the end the end of Andy's saga you know like and, and woody and buzz and all the, the rest of the gang and all that just wrapped it up so nicely that and, and like i don't honestly don't think i'll will probably rewatch this movie
0: yeah i mean i i still love like the juke kaboom stuff and i think gabby gabby's got like a nice kind of arc where you th- you know she kind of There's starts off a, a little I bit like. villainous and then, I, I
2: think of the, I'm thinking of this movie as a little bit, this is going to cause a little bit of controversy, but I think of this movie a little bit like Star Trek V, okay? Where um, there are parts <laughs> of the movie that I find absolutely delightful, but overall, it's a, I don't like it as much.
0: Oh, uh, Star absolutely. Trek 5 is a terrible film. Um, exactly. I would I would like if Toy Story Five was directed by Tim Allen it just became all about Buzz Lightyear, but not Buzz Lightyear in the film Lightyear, but literally that toy. Um yeah. And you know they end up going to meet God, and he's like, you know, what does God need with a starship?
2: Um, (laughs) i'd watch that especially if it's like a short or something yeah like how like how like
0: (laughs) they explain how the how the toys get their sentience um you know it comes from this mystical god that's on this planet at the center of the universe like
2: we need someone who can do this i know well we'll just have this child over here build them (laughs) there you go instant ally we're done
0: (laughs) Um, I would say it's a T Hanks for me. Although, much like pretty much everything that I've reviewed since Lady Killers that I've given a T Hanks to, I'm probably not gonna watch it again. Um yeah. you know. Maybe if I it, maybe if I watch all all the Toy Stories again at some point in the future, maybe I'll watch this as well. Um but by the end of Toy Story Three I'm so kinda like destroyed that I don't know that I could like Yeah, I don't have the point, emotional
2: fortitude to go on. <laughs> yeah, at that point it's
0: kind of the end of the evening, isn't it? You know, you watch Toy Story 3. I've one already and bawled two. my eyes well,
2: out
1: but, twice Toy Story it, it's, Three. It's, but it's like the Spider-Man, uh, you know, uh, the second one, whatever I'm blanking on the name of it, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home after uh, Infinity War or after Endgame where it's like, yeah. you know, this is like a, a nice coda. And honestly, like after the kind of the having your heart ripped out at the end of Toy Story 3, it's nice to just have this moment that's just like, OK, it's just it's a nice little coda at the end of everything.
0: Yeah. Um, OK. Well, uh, I feel like we've said about as much as we can about Toy Story 4, uh, the fourth Toy Story, would you believe? Um, so let's go to plugs uh, and let's start with Susan first. Is there anything you wish to plug, Susan?
2: Um, I was recently on Top Gun Minute. Um, I did a week on that, and uh, and I was an All Star week also. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at @Sherlock73 if you want to send me hate mail about Toy Story Four. <laughs> that's where you would do it.
0: <laughs> well, I think my previous guests for Toy Stories One, Two, and Three, and Saving Mr. Banks, so they're obviously very big Disney fans, would probably send you love mail because they would agree with your opinions on Toy Story Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so andy is there anything that you wish to promote anything i don't know maybe disney related
1: Uh well geez i don't know disney related we um uh you know over on the next real podcast i'm trying to think if there's any disney related stuff coming up in our uh you know we're we're in our hiatus right now but we're getting ready for season 12 if you can believe that Uh, which is all a whole bunch of uh, big franchises and stuff we will be actually covering the john wick uh, series so there is that Um, and then the marvel well here you go marvel movie minute we're actually getting ready to uh, we've started recording we're going to be releasing the beginning of august um, the uh, season five captain america the first avenger
0: so by the time this comes out you will be well into that because this isn't coming out for a while yes there you go
2: can i ask andy a question Go for it. I, I know if I was listening to this podcast, I would want to know the answer to this question. I want to know what Andy <laughs> did at Disney.
1: Oh, I was so I in I worked there. Uh, they have a Walt Disney World College Program, and so I went there for a semester in college. And I oh okay, the...
2: I thought that I thought it was a Disney College. You were in college and worked at Disney. Okay, now I, I worked
1: <laughs> at Walt Disney World. Right. I, I yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I was uh, I worked at the Disney MGM Studios at the Magic of Disney Animation, and Ooh. we also. Worked at the Little Mermaid ride, and uh, there was one about movies that were just about to come out. And so we had a Toy Story display for half the time I was there, and we had whole spiels about Toy Story that we were constantly talking to guests about.
2: Did anyone ever threaten to write Andy across the bottom of your shoe?
1: <laughs> you know, I I guarantee that people, uh, I, I, I can't completely say for sure, but I'm sure that people were saying... What's on the bottom of your shoe? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, or, or then on. I would write my name on their <laughs> shoes.
2: Oh,
0: I mean, you'd have to. I mean, you'd have to put them on the bottom of your own shoes with the backwards end to really sell yes. it. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. But I did have a. I did get a,
1: a a a Woody toy when they came out, and I did write my name on the bottom of his shoes. <laughs> just Aww. just to,
0: well, nowadays, you if you the buy them, I they have Bonnie's funny. name on the bottom, uh, which makes sense <laughs> because yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Um, well uh, you can find us on the internet specifically on Twitter at T underscore FT memory uh, thanks to both my guests for returning uh, to be guests and talk about Toy Story 4 thanks for having us
2: thank you for letting us be here and talk about
0: and I'm sure we would all agree that this was a beautiful day at the Some carnival and next time it will be, be a beautiful day
3: night, in the neighborhood. Maybe, but none of them will ever love you The way I do is me and you, boy. And as the years go by, a friendship will never die. You're gonna seek it, I guess, on me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me.